What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to Forward Thinking. Hey there and welcome to Forward Thinking, the podcast that looks at the future and says this was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. I'm Jonathan Strickland. I'm Lauren Balkabon. And I'm Joe McCormick. And it is such a big day for us here at Forward Thinking. This is probably the most exciting episode we've, we've ever gotten to do. Joe, this is a big day for the world. For well, humanity. Yeah, but especially for us because we talk about this kind of stuff. So all you people at home, as you probably know from the news reports, uh, last night at 2.14 a.m. Eastern Time, the singularity arrived. Yeah, I mean... Who would have predicted, right? I know. 2.14 in the morning. Yeah. What an exciting time to be alive. So we decided to do sort of a brief explainer on the Singularity's arrival and then look back at some of the predictions that Singularity thinkers had made over the years and then even ourselves and and just see how they stack up against the real thing now that it's here. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems weird to talk about what is it since, you know, 
we're in it now. But clearly, we do need to have this conversation to clear up what we thought it was going to be versus what it actually is. Yeah. You know, we got to we got to clear things up because I know a lot of people out there are excited but confused. I mean, I was going down the street and all the garages all the way down my street, the doors were just opening and closing. So clearly uh, that was sneezing. We now know that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, we had not made that connection between sneezing and automatic garage door openers. I understand there's going to be a patch for that, but we'll get to that. Right. So what is the singularity, or at least what did we think it was before we got here? So uh, the way I always hear it explained is it's a moment in our technological development where we reach a point where there's some form of superhuman intelligence, whether that would have been from uh, uh, machine intelligence or a biological enhanced intelligence, whatever that means, we would get to a point where we would be so intelligent that the old versions of ourselves would be unable to describe what the present would be like moment to moment because it would be changing so quickly. Right. It's it's this sudden rapid advance in intelligence, usually thought of as artificial intelligence or machine intelligence, leading to extremely fast advances uh, where our capabilities are basically we can't even track them anymore. Right. Like remember when you used to say I was going to the store and I bought a new computer and by the time I got home and out of the box, it was obsolete. That is super slow compared to the time of the singularity. <laughs> yeah, that's true of everything we do now. So where did this idea first come from? Like, who was the first person to see that this was going to happen? Oh, well, I do want to point out that we did a full episode on this that published back in April of 2014, uh, back when time had real meaning. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I recall that. Remember just doesn't seem like the right word now. Right. Mm. Um, but... You know, let's review just in case anyone is having a little bit of trouble accessing this particular information. Mm -hmm. Excellent Um, idea. So John von Neumann coined the term singularity in 1958, uh, by which he meant a point beyond which humanity as we know it will change. Oh, boy, was he right on that one, guys? (laughs) I mean, really? The term technological singularity comes from the science fiction writer Werner Vinge in the early 1980s. He, He wrote this article for Omni magazine predicting that humanity would create superhuman intelligence that would transform our world in unthinkable ways. Uh, and, and soon, like by 2030, he said. And of course, Ray Kurzweil's book, The Singularity is Near, published in 2005, did a whole lot to popularize the idea. He even gave an even more generous date, 2045. Uh, but you can't get them all right, huh, Werner? Hey, Hey, Ray. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. So Ray Kurzweil, back in the day, he made so many technological predictions that came true. He was one of the great technology predictors. And the funny thing is, lots of people at the time criticized Ray Kurzweil for being too hasty and optimistic with his predictions. But it turns out like like ants to a hobbit. They people were criticizing him all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But an excellent an excellent comparison. We now know. He was being way too conservative. Yeah, not hasty enough, as it turns out. Yeah, so I think it surprised a lot of people that the singularity would arrive at the beginning of April 2015. Uh, then again, this is the year of Back to the Future Part 2. Right, and we did a full episode on that. So. Yeah, and I just watched it inside my brain this morning several times. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I, I was doing that every time I was blinking. It took a while to find the actual feature to switch that from default. Uh, but that was probably because I never read the terms of service. Yeah. Sure. 
So uh, why were people such doubters back then? Well, uh, you know, people doubted our ability to to build and program machines at the level of complexities that that mirror our own, uh, let alone to outdo ourselves. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the, the human brain was thought of to be so complex that the machines we build would never really match up to that. Not in not in any foreseeable future. At least that was the thought. Uh, sure. Uh, other people pointed out the inherent differences in the way that human minds work versus the way that computers process information. Sure. And we know that they are pretty different, right? Mm-hmm. Although, you know, not so different yeah. as it turns out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, that just shows, again, the limit of what we knew, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I never would have predicted that a uh, just a hard power cycle on my brain would cure so many of my problems. Yeah. Well, I kept on hoping you'd find that Control-Alt-Delete. <laughs> and now you can. <laughs> they, people also argued about the, the, the role of emergence in intelligence and, and whether... And whether anything can really be greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. Yeah, so like this idea of emergence in intelligence, where things add up and unexpected properties uh, evolve from very complex systems. Right, Mm. right. Where, you know, you never would have been able to predict that you would actually get this output from the input. Because if you look at all the component parts, it seems like such output would be impossible. But as we now know, given the right amount of complexity, that is entirely possible. You know, I have to admit, I was a singularity skeptic back in the day. And I, I... fully admit now I was totally wrong. I, I never thought all this stuff would happen, that I would wake up with nanorobots doing stuff to my body. I mean, we can talk about that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad that I'm not allergic to onions anymore, you guys. <laughs> it's been a beautiful morning full of onions. It, it, yeah. In fact, and just the, raw onions eating them like apples. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, it I was kind of a little crazy. to you guys for that. <laughs> oh, it, it's all right, because now that we have complete control of our olfactory system, I'm not detecting anything other than the sweet smell of peppermint. Huh. You got that olfactory implant, huh? Yeah. It it was, de- the machines determined I wouldn't want one of those for me, so I, I didn't get one. But gotcha. maybe I can, maybe I can, like, actually request one. I'm sure you can. I hear there's, like, a lot of things on back order right now, but from what I understand, time has very little meaning these days, so you won't have to wait long. Yeah, by back order, they probably mean in, you know, seven or eight nanoseconds. Yeah, so. you might actually already have it now. No, I, I was a doubter too, and I have to. I have to apologize. You know, I, 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 Ray, I already sent you like forty emails, so you've probably gotten them, and and I think that we really grok each other now. But <laughs> I, I do have to personally apologize for the number of times on the show that I mockingly said twenty to forty years is probably when it's going to happen. Mm. Um, my face would be red if I blushed anymore. Yeah, but that I does seem to be an that. odd side effect. Was that intended or? Uh, I, yeah, I used to do that like whole head blush. Oh, and, I'm familiar. And that that scalp thing. Yeah, you t- you should yeah. really think about that upgrade. I, you know, I oh, didn't even think about that. You didn't get the blood pressure control override? No, no, I still blush. Like you should have seen me when I was walking by the coffee machine today. Uh, it was just it was it was a social faux pas. It's so it's so old fashioned. It's so quaint. It's cute. You know, oh, actually, well, yeah, you're maybe right. I'll keep it just for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but but along with me, uh, you know, some people were really, really harsh about this. Uh, virtual reality pioneer Jaron Lanier even called it and I quote cybernetic totalism hmm. and said that it was a fanatic ideology along the lines of Marxism uh, in that it 
denied scientific skepticism and and stoked the computer science industry's ego with these inflated views of their own importance to the to the future of humanity. Right. This idea that that somehow this uh, this this small niche science was going to end up totally transforming what we as a species are all about. That did seem like it was, you know, a pretty outlandish prediction. Of course, we all have to eat our words now. Yeah, well, now that the singularity has occurred, let's take a look back and and explain what actually happened to kick it into place. I thought this was interesting. It turns out that the first superhuman AI uh, that came online last night, it was created by a team at the Ersatz Mentation Lab of Baltar University. Mm -hmm. And that was led by a guy we've talked about on the show before, Dr. Hal Spatso in the Department of Ultron Studies. He's actually really cool if you see any videos of interviews with him. Yeah. Uh, he's got this very sonorous, commanding voice. and uh, It is kind he, of odd, though. His, his, his appearance can change dramatically from one video to the next. So it's possible that you've seen a video of this guy and not recognized him because his appearance can change so much between appearances. Yeah, but what is it that actually happened? Well, there was a couple of phases of this. The first phase of which was the integration of machine intelligence with our own to create superhuman intelligence. It turned out to be much simpler than we anticipated. Like Lauren was saying, we had worried that artificial networks and biological material operated so differently that... There'd be compatibility issues that we would have to work out for decades before this could ever become a reality. But as it turns out, if you just pull out the circuit board for an Atari 5200, not an Atari 2600. Yeah, we cannot stress that yeah. enough. No, We're playing in the big leagues now. Yeah, you don't you don't want to know what happens if you if you substitute it. No, but an Atari 5200 and you wire that to your cerebral cortex, you have to use a headset from this this toy called Mindflex. Uh, that was the one that had a little headset. You would mm -hmm. wear it and you would concentrate really hard and move essentially a, a little ping pong ball like thing through an, a, 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 a maze just using your thoughts. Who knew this would change the world? Yeah. you. Well, I mean, no one had really experimented with this particular combination until Dr. Spatzo had really hit upon the, the, the nub of it. But it turns out that if you do that, you can actually merge machine and human intelligence together, which is what happened to all of us last night. Uh, well, a lot of us anyway. Maybe you too, dear listener. It was a super secret operation that happened while most of us were sleeping. Uh, People sleep at two in the morning? Well, that's the thing is that not yeah, all of us were. It depends on your time zone. Uh, if mm -hmm. you were asleep with the, when the nanorobots arrived at your house, if you were awake, they would just be nice and, and move on to the next house. Right, right. So uh, I can tell you you that those of us who were conscious during this uh, machine intelligence conversion can report that it did tingle and we detected some strange odors, uh, peppermint in my case, which is why I had that olfactory thing put in so that I, it was just a pleasant experience. But I understand other people had different smells like espresso and uh, mine, mine was more like jasmine. Oh, excellent. All right. That's that's a very nice, soothing smell. And so uh, also we can all play River Raid in our minds whenever we want to. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten pretty good, although there's like this one bridge that when I get to it, uh, time is nearly out, and I haven't figured that part out yet. But I, I am 
sure that I will get through it before the end of the day. How did you get River Raid? I just got Pitfall in that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Golly. Well, I, I didn't mean, ask for it. To be fair, I did live through the era of River Raid. So perhaps oh. it was given preferential treatment for the people who were actually alive when the games came out the first time. Yeah. Do I get to keep making fun of you for being old anymore? I mean, you could, Since but it really sort age of sort of doesn't immortal, mean anything. So, yeah. Hmm. Now, this was, of course, the first step. Joe, you were talking about the... There are downsides to the singularity. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) You were talking about the cyber nanosurgery which followed in the second wave. Sure, yeah. Well, the machine intelligence integration, that that was just the first step. Yeah. We had to get a lot of implants, of course. I mean, you want your specific uh, implants to upgrade particular parts of your brain, all your particular brain organs. Uh, And then, of course, the organs of your body. You want these bionic implants for strength enhancement and so forth. So it was kind of cool waking up a cyber when I didn't expect to. And frankly, I had always imagined I'd have to pay lots of money and go in for multiple surgeries to get all these brain implants and bionic strength enhancements. But according to reports, it was actually at about 4 a.m. last night that the Overmind solved world scarcity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by dawn, it had eliminated money, automated mass production of all the material goods to you know match projected demand. And the overnight nanosurgical implantation of all these cool gadgets was sort of just a bonus for the people who slept in today. Uh, I read this morning that all of the early risers who were already awake at the time the nanorobots made their house calls, they're going to get their implants tonight. So that's kind of a bummer for them. But then again, they're going to get all the newer models, and I'm going to be stuck with these old pieces of junk from last night. Right, and one of the issues that those of us who were asleep are now encountering is that we are technically early adopters. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when you are an early adopter, the technology works in ways that were unintended or perhaps doesn't work in, in the proper way or you know, there's, it's, it's always the beta. Exactly, exactly. I've discovered this my own. Uh, I mean, we saw the sneezing in garage doors. That was an issue. I've also discovered that if I press the unlock function on my key fob, which technically I don't even need to use now, it's just kind of a habit. Yeah. That's just, I could just think about the car being unlocked and it is. But if I press that button, it causes me to experience the films Leprechaun, Leprechaun 4 in space and Leprechaun back to the hood within the span of five milliseconds. But none of the others in the series. It knows your needs better than you do, John. Yeah, that's really the thing. I mean, I mean, now you have everything that you need, it, including Leprechaun back to the hood. Yeah, what's interesting is I did press that button like 17 more times after I found out what it was doing. What did I tell you? Yeah, I don't... That's a personal issue, though. We shouldn't. We can go into other things. You know, another thing I did not anticipate, though, and this might be one of my only gripes, is the near crippling effect of constant software updates. All right. I mean, I can barely use my computer these days. I mean, sure, it is faster than ever, and it has the wisdom of a thousand sages, past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. But every single time you log on, I'm sure you all have experienced this, it's barely 90 seconds before it's downloading OS updates and software patches, and then it's going to force me to do a restart again. Mm-hmm. I, I can't restart my computer that often and get work done. It's really annoying. Uh, you know, it used to have that remind me in one hour option, but now every time I try to select that, my cochlear implant whispers this overwhelmingly persuasive argument that I should just go ahead and go with the update. Every single time, it, it changes my mind. 
Uh, well, the, the drones, in order to help out people who did not receive their personal implants last last night, are delivering new computers in, in waves, you know. So, so they're, they're delivering them to people who haven't received those implants first. And you'll get yours as soon as everyone else's cybernetics are taken care of. That mm. cochlear implant sounds really interesting. Mine was an eye ear. So I just end up buying lots of Apple products. Uh, although huh. I, I still use a Windows-based PC, but I got one of the future ones. It actually has been updating uh, five minutes from now ever since I got it. So it's kind of odd that I'm getting updates before the update is issued. In fact, I, yeah, I heard they did so many versions they ran out of natural numbers. Yeah, we we ran out of numbers that. We just did, couldn't have any numbers high enough to describe the windows. So we had to create. I didn't even realize that would happen that yeah, we'd run out of numbers. It turns out that if you go long enough, you do run out. So we had to start inventing new numbers. That's why I am currently on uh, Windows 3. It's the version I'm running right now. Yeah, that's the number right after Niven. Exactly. Uh, it goes Niven, then Threve. Uh, we haven't all decided exactly what the next number is going to be, but I, I have high hopes that by the time this podcast is over and we can all reconnect to the Overmind, I will be updated to that point. You know, another gripe is all the robots. I, yeah. I mean, there's so many, I'm kind of bumping into them a lot. Yeah, it turns out that that automation of mass production also meant a huge explosion in robot production. Uh I, for one, did see the robot invasion coming from a mile away, but that's because we all have remote sensing technologies at our disposal now. Right. And in fact, as many of you will be aware, uh, a mile-long detection radius is actually myopic. So I will be having uh, laser surgery to improve my sensors oh, good, uh, good. after yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave, I, I don't know about you. You can download a patch so that you don't have a, a, a sense of personal space anymore. Oh, yeah. It's that a does, good one. That does help. Yeah. yeah. It certainly certainly helps whenever I am being uh, transported by robot to work now. Uh, in fact, it's to a point where there's just a swarm of them that cover me and carry me bodily straight to work. I will also say that I did not anticipate the Roomba cavalry last, uh, the, well, this, the early this morning. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was going to be a thing. Uh, clearly the robots were making use of any systems that they had available to them. Uh, they really swept up the resistance quite handily. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, puns uh, have not yet been forbidden, but I hear that's on the table, too. Uh, now, I did hear there was one unit that just ended up bumping into the corner repeatedly. So, well, again, you know, we're still we're even, still working out the, the bugs. singularity cannot fix everything. Right, right. You know, another thing that I have thought we should do is that now that the machines have invented time travel, we should actually do a next episode from the future so we can sort of deliver a special investigative report from 2070 two or whenever we want. I, in fact, have a, a message from 2072 right now. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I, I thought uh, that would be a great way to kind of uh, wrap up this entire discussion. So the report from 2072 definitively answers a question that has been of great import over the last several years on the Internet. It turns out it's pronounced neither GIF nor JIF. 
but Biff. Oh. Now, this is weird because it brings us back to Back to Back to the Future 2 Part 2, that episode we did a while mm-hmm. back. We actually anticipated this, not knowingly. It had been implanted into our brains from the future. And if you go back and listen to that episode, you will find the coded message about Biff being the proper pronunciation. It's right there in the episode. That's crazy. Yeah, we did. We weren't even aware of it at the time. I wish I had time traveled this morning. I just had too much email to get through. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, in my case, I simply all I did was put in a Google future search. Ah. So it just came back to me. I haven't actually been to 2072 yet. OK, well, hold on a sec. I'm going to go time travel real quick just in, and then I'll, I'll come back and let you know. I want to let's just try the year 2166. All right. That not? sounds interesting. Okay, cool. Wow. That was amazing. Joe, you look different. Yeah. So in 2166, there are only robots and super intelligent apes left. And I don't look good with that much body hair. So I had to join the Robot Legion. Okay. Fair enough. Makes sense. But, you know, I I don't really mind it. Like, I'm so shiny now. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's fantastic news for you, Joe. The other thing now is that as a robot, I'm no longer driven by an insatiable lust for power and immortality the way I was as an organic human. Wow, I'm we learning a lot more about to say Joe. something yeah. Yeah, to you, you know. about that. The the obsession you had with that axe was kind of you know, yeah, now I can I can really focus on the things that matter uh like gardening and like uh, machine meditation. And uh, I discovered a new love for kite flying. Have you ever actually flown a kite? I mean, not since I was a kid. But, yeah, uh, me neither. You know, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Oh. Well, I mean, that's that's excellent things to, to know. Joe, thank you for taking that upon yourself. I, I think we all look forward to seeing 2166 mm-hmm. as soon as this episode is over. Yeah, I'm uh, going to go too. I also think anyone who doesn't embrace the singularity this April is being something of a fool. I would agree. They are being a fool. In April. An absolute April fool. Yes, indeed. And with that, it is time for us to sign off. However, of course, we're going to have plenty to talk about in the future since it is arriving so very quickly now. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for future episodes of Forward Thinking. And of course, if you have an idea for an episode, you should get in touch with us. Uh, Yeah, we are backwards compatible, so you can still access some of those those antiquated systems mm-hmm. in case your uploads are are blocked by all of the video games that I'm uploading to I also brain. have a lot of ad block software running oh. in my brain constantly so sometimes it catches things that sure. it shouldn't yeah. so if you want to make sure you get a message to us send it the legacy way through email our address is fwthinking at howstuffworks.com or drop us a line on one of those social platforms we all were crazy about <laughs> Yesterday seems like an eternity ago. That would be Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. We are FW Thinking at Twitter and Google+. Just search FW Thinking and Facebook. We'll pop right up, and we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this topic and the future of technology, visit forwardthinking.com. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.